0: Bye. Okay, so so everyone knows this is a continuing conversation. At any minute, we could have surprise guests because that is the way we're working on uh, uh, continuing conversations today and Captain's Log as we continue diving into Captain's Log. Today, we're going into Chapter 6. I'm Michael Dismuke. I am a freelance writer for Star Trek Adventures RPG, in addition to being a blogger on Continuing Missions, which is the number one fan site for Star Trek Adventures RPG. And I'm honored to have with me today, as always, Jim Johnson.
1: Hey everybody, Jim Johnson. I am the project manager and line editor for the Star Trek Adventures RPG, published by Mediphius Entertainment. And uh, co-host on this year's show, well these many, many, uh, many months now, and uh, going on uh, working on two years, I guess. And uh, just super excited to be here. And uh, I'm also excited to have two guests with us tonight. Uh, we got uh, Jake
2: Buras. Why don't you introduce yourself, sir? Hi, um, I'm Jake. I've worked on different uh, Star Trek adventures. Ugh. Autism's kicking in. I'm sorry. Star Trek Adventures projects uh, since the core. Um, most recently, probably Gamma Quadrant and some uh, character packs.
0: Some uh, here awesome I
2: am stuff. Don't worry. Hey, man, my family
0: members. I, I always say my my nieces and nephews with autism are some of the brightest people on my team, including my RPG group. So uh, bring it all. We love the diversity, Jacob. Uh, Own own it. And uh, we love your work that you've done so far. So keep it going. And we also have Chris McCarver with us.
3: Hi. uh, uh, Sorry, I'm having some technical difficulties here. Um, uh, I'm Chris McCarver. uh, As I'm I'm uh, pertinent to today's discussion. I'm uh, one of the writers on Captain's Log. Uh, I've also worked on uh, various projects throughout the range, uh, the Discovery and X campaign guides, Klingon Core book, uh, the Operations Division book, and uh, the Sleeping Beast, which came packed in with the uh, Klingon GM kit, which is now available as a, as a standalone digital release. Yep, yep. yep.
0: Wonderful. Hey, Jim. Jim, I know we've we've all been on NDA, so we haven't been able to talk about Captain's Log at all. However, I heard from you that you had a little early interaction with with people about it and any take on it or excitement? Should I even ask this question? Or is that NDA too?
1: Uh, I missed the thrust of your question. Do you want to try again?
0: no just missed the thrust of it i I don't i was trying to be as vague as possible and i was so vague i was
1: oh i mean the tricky part is like this episode is going to be so i mean we're recording it early obviously right
0: it's coming out on august 11th so it's after i've gone to gen con and promoted the hell out of captain's log if it's there
1: right right so the book will have already been on pre-order will have been released at gen con and will already be in everybody's you know hungry sweaty hands so this is kind of after the fact so yeah you know i did talk to uh a couple of folks yesterday about it, Michael, and they were very excited. Um, I, I was talking to the uh, Brad and um, um, uh, uh, shoot, what did I just, I just drew blank? Um, Brad and Jason over at Dyson Mind—they're great guys uh, who uh, interviewed me on re- on the regular. And uh, I sent them some uh, advanced copies of um, of the PDF just so they could be prepared for the co- conversation, so that we can do the conversation. You know, after the press release goes out in in July, uh, or has already gone out in July. Hey, just, yeah, we're time warping here, right? Um, but they were uh, super, super excited about the book, partly because they're so literary-focused in all of our conversations. Um, they think that uh, RPGs as literature is a thing, like a big thing, which I, you know, totally, totally agree with. And um, they are super amped because they're actually playing Star Trek Adventures right now. They they are in the middle of, of running like their third or fourth um, um, episode, or or and they're and they're using pre-gen stuff, which is super cool. And um, they were like, they they got the book, and they're like, oh my gosh, we could do so much with this. And I think th- at the time, of course now by the time this airs, it'll have been two months ago. Um, so they were talking, and now I, can, now I can now I can hold them to it, right? I can I can I can lean on them and say, hey, you said you were going to do this. Have you done it? They wanted they're thinking about doing using Captain's Log to uh, to do a series of stories on a blog, like like just on, ongoing storytelling in a blog format. That might change, uh, just based on what I, what I heard from them yesterday, but that they, they, they see the storytelling potential and they see the serialized storytelling potential that, that the book could provide. And I think that's exactly what we're going to, what, what we're here to talk about tonight is chapter six, which is all about telling stories with Captain's log. So. Um,
0: my and question. that's what, yeah, and that's what excited me about it was because um, being able to collaborate with Jacob and Chris, who magnificent storytellers, and and really try to find a chapter to encourage people to get confident and just throw throw themselves into the storytelling arena was was to me a gift. I, I it was just one of the best things you could ask Jim for us to do. Uh, Jake and Chris, what were your early takes when the ask was made of you about this chapter and the concept of it?
2: For me, I was pretty happy because uh, most of my friends who like to play RPGs were pretty far flung. And so we'll have to do something on Zoom. But at the same time, I really enjoy sitting down and writing something out as a solo experience. And specific to like this chapter about setting up the story, uh, I'm kind of an analysis geek. And so it's fun to be able to kind of monologue about the structure of a star trek episode or any story really. Yep, Chris. Uh
3: yeah, um having written like several like well several adventures for the game as well as like several mission briefs, um it's uh the the challenge of coming up with uh the bones of a story are usually what uh what uh something I deal with a lot and to put that put those kind of tools in the hands of the players um Seemed like, seemed like um, probably, probably the like the best best way to uh, facilitate creating creating the kinds of stories you can with Captain's Log.
0: Excellent, excellent. So, Jim, uh, since we were the three writers on it, why don't you ask the questions and take the lead on this?
1: Yeah, sure thing. Happy to. Um, so, I think we start off the chapter, um, and I'm just going to you know open for conversation. I know Michael, you wrote a good chunk of this chapter. Um, but but Chris and Jake, I know you both you know had your own significant contributions too. So we'll just kinda of, I'll try to keep the questions not so much focused on what's in the book, but or you know, it's chapter by chapter, but just to get some broader questions going here. So um I know we talk about the uh the hero's journey uh fairly early on. You know, I think you were tapping into uh uh Campbell here a little bit, which you know totally appropriate, right? I mean, why not? It's it's classic. Um so talk a little bit, the three of you, about um about the classic hero's journey, you know that that the hero goes on, and how do you how do you fit that into the Star Trek model and uh, and make it work? Now, in the case of Captain's Log, of course, we're talking about one specific character. It, the hero's journey would be very different on a TV series because you don't have one hero; you've got seven or eight or nine main characters, and they're all on their own hero's journey, right? Um, but for the purposes of Captain's Log, you're focusing on just your character. So, um, how would you how would you use Captain's Log? Um, And apply the hero's journey concepts uh, into your uh, into your storytelling.
0: Yeah, so I took the lead on this on page 227 talk about there's an inset box about the hero's journey. I thought it was important because for most of us or all of us in this room right here and then the people listening in, if we've been game masters or we've been players, we've sat around the table with a player who does not like failing. They they get mad if they get a bad dice roll. They get upset, and yet these are the same people that go to movies and they're the critics of movies. If it's not you know if there's not enough conflict in it, and and any good story contains that act to death, and it doesn't have to be literal death, but it means there has to come to point. All of our favorite movies and stories the hero is crushed by the end of act two. And then it's the reprisal in act three, they rise back up. And so for game mastering, and especially for solo RPGing, you know, if someone's a player who doesn't like to lose, they have to learn that you're not really working the storytelling angle here, what makes great stories. So this was an opportunity to take a box to say, you understand defeat is what makes us great. It's where we empathize in the human condition. And so that was really my goal with this one was to make people realize that failing actually makes better characters. Mm
1: Yeah. Jacob, or I'm sorry, Jake and uh, Chris, uh, some thoughts on that as well? Uh,
2: I think it's interesting because it, Campbell wouldn't necessarily translate one-to-one from, from his description to like an episode of Star Trek. You know, you don't always, every character going to have like the rejection of the call they're competent Starfleet officers supposed to be boldly going, but there's ways that you can, um, integrate that same type of conflict and I think Michael does a really great job with that. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Chris? Uh, uh, For me, uh I I definitely think that uh, as what Michael was saying, um failure is a it's almost it's almost like a a catalytic um element to a hero's journey. Um in as much that you know you don't you don't see how far you don't see how uh, proficient the care the character is at uh surmounting their own um their own pre- their own preconceptions or their the conceptions of others to uh solve a problem than seeing what they do when things go completely off the rails and um i i i definitely i definitely agree with michael that um sometimes you need a, sometimes you need a few bad die rolls to, to, you know, to really see what you can bring to the table and, 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 and triumph over adversity.
0: Yeah. And, And Captain's log, of course, which is, you know, comes off of Star Trek adventures, the value system with that, the whole premise that I found in playing Star Trek adventures 2018 and, and now Captain's log is challenging your values and your character growing and changing so that if your character is the spotlight in any episode, by the end of the episode, they should have changed. Their values should have changed. And without the hero's journey, how are you gonna get there? So as a storytelling tool, which I think chapter six, again, working with Jacob and Chris on this, I really was like, wow, I didn't know why, you know, I had to really think about it intuitively. It's like, what does make a good story and what, which, what are my favorite stories and what happened to the characters to make that happen? And it was really shattering and remaking of those values. So I always tell people, um, you know, when they ask me how I make a good story, I say, I break things, I break things. And then I, I figure out if the heroes can get over it. So again, the hero's journey is about, Hey, if you want to be a good game master and a solo RPG, love your character and then break them. And then see what comes out the other end. And that really is a, a good compunction for, for good writing.
1: Yeah. Well, one of the, one of the random, you know, golden nuggets of writing that I've learned over the years, I, I don't remember. I honestly do not remember who said this and I picked up on it was there's a reason happily ever after is at the end of the story. It's like, you have to earn it. You have to get to that point and the characters have to go through challenges and ups and downs and, and finally, get to the uh, not always, though, but in a lot of stories that happily ever after is at the end because they finally get there, right? Um, one thought I one thought I had about hero's journey, just listening to you all, especially Jake, uh, your comment um is that uh, sure, in a in a single isolated episode, you may not be able to, com- to complete the full Campbell Cam- Campbellian uh, mm-hmm. hero's journey concept, but if you if you take the three act structure, which we'll talk about in a second here. And you, and you expand it to where maybe like the first five episodes is act one of the hero's journey and you're starting to do some stuff. And then you get into like the next five episodes and you're doing like the middle part of that hero's journey. And then the last five episodes are the day you want and then getting to the happily ever after or whatever. So you could, you can take the three act structure and the hero's journey and expand it or compress it depending on how big of a story you want to tell. And I think, um, Uh, A solo RPG, I think, really lends itself well to the the gamers and the the writers who want to tell bigger stories, right? Like maybe you want to do a one-off, that's fine, that's great. But you have an opportunity now to take a character on a big, long story arc. Like even like, um, I think Picard is probably the best example um, that we have in canon right now of a character, uh, to some extent. I mean, I think Nog has a great hero's journey too, right? Nog starts from... Very very small place and grows to become a significant character over the course of DS9. Um, but like Picard, like those three seasons of Picard, there's a lot of stuff going on there, uh, and that's that's a form of hero's journey that took place over three long seasons, right? And and with a so like in a in a group environment, it's harder to do that, right? Because you get scheduling and like people drop in drop out. It's hard to get that continuity going. But when it's just you doing a solo RPG and you're just doing the, the journaling or the narrative or whatever it is you want to do, I think it might lend itself really well to that. Um, I
0: I said it in a previous show. yeah, I said it in a previous show too, um, Jim, talking about this. Star Trek Adventures has the career events yeah. option. You're you're going to create career events, and now knowing about. Captain's Log solo RPG. The next time I create a character, I'm gonna create them in Captain's Log. I'm gonna have them do some missions and that's gonna become my career events because it's so rich. And so you want, you're want. you not gonna forget what happens that to your point, you know, I was thinking of course, Seven of Nine is my favorite character in Star Trek. And if you look at how long it's taken her to get through her hero's journey, we're seeing act three right now. If you think about what, 28 years? We've seen her redemption, her growth. And so Captain's Log gives people the opportunity to grow a character. And I don't know about any of you, but I know I've written other stuff outside of Star Trek adventures. And because that worked out so well, I now pull it into writing that I'm getting paid for. I'm like, oh, that's my story. That was my personal story. I liked it. And now because I did that work, I can now pull it in now. Um, And so I think Captain's Log as a writing tool and a creative exercise is you know good for that Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. yeah all right so let's uh let's talk a a little bit about the the three-act structure and and the scene economy like the scene economy in star trek adventures is so critical because that's really how you build your episode like you you just do a scene by scene encounter by encounter just like they do in the shows just like if you are in a writer's room with the whiteboard and you got people, okay, breaking down the episode. What happens in scene one? What happens in scene two? Oh, we know this thing has to happen. That's probably going to be an act four. Now, Of course, this is the thing about uh, Star Trek is that the legacy series were uh, was a five-act structure because you had to have room for the commercials, right? So you had to have ins and outs going through those commercials. But like modern Trek, you don't have commercials on, 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 uh, on, uh, on Paramount, Paramount Plus or whatever. So they still put those breaks in sometimes, but it's just a different feel. Right, so in Star Trek Adventures and in Captain's Log, we're really focusing more on the classic uh, literary three-act structure. Um, even though Star Trek historically has been generally more of a five, you know teaser plus five acts, um, but it's pretty easy to to mold that around and and make it work. So, um, talk a little bit about uh, how how you think Captain's Log will help uh, players um, like develop the story scene by scene. And then, and, and not just scene by scene, but but also building those scenes into acts that can help them develop, you know, natural breaking points where they can either just you know call it call it a night and we'll come back to this tomorrow, or just to, to ways to play with it. What are your uh, What are your thoughts on that?
0: I'm pretty sure Jacob or Chris wrote three act structure. I didn't. <laughs> I could speak to it, but I didn't write this. I, th- part. I think.
3: I think. I think
0: that was me. Um,
3: so so uh, yeah, um, I uh, I've actually like stu- studied uh, the the you know the the act the, the three act structure a bit as as it applies to like film and television, um, uh, particularly through uh, the work of a uh, of a screenwriter. Um, I'm blanking on his name, but he he wrote this uh, this book uh, on um, on a screenwriting called Save the Cat. Uh, that uh, basically like break, which he basically applies this, uh, what he calls a beat sheet to uh, each uh, specific story. And it, you know, basically, you know, like act one is where this, these parts happen. Uh, the first, yeah, you got, Jim has copy. <laughs> uh, um, but, uh, and then like the first half of, basically it, while it, while it, conti- while it basically has, it continues the three act structure. It basically breaks uh, the second act into like a two A and a two B, uh, where you know, um, where basically or where the, where the bones and the structure, of the story, uh, you know, um, where certain things should happen in the story, as far as the um, um, oh Blake Snyder, that that's the, that's that's the author. Thanks, thanks for that, Jim. Um, but uh, I thought that um, that I. When coming up with like the uh, uh, my 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 text on the acts for, as far as captain's auger is concerned, I try to apply a lot of that to that. um uh, not so much not so much like you know, like copying the beat sheet, you know, straight into the text of the book, but trying to adhere to the spirit of it, like you know, like you know, th- you know this is this is where you set the story up. This is where you where you know you have the rising action leading up into the midpoint. And then once you once you get down to the end of Act Two, that's where things go completely off the rails, and uh, you know, and the Act Three begins with with with, with sort of a now what, um, whereas you know it, you know, you're you're you know the characters at as lowest a low point, if not as lowest, and um, and it becomes how do you, how do you like muster up what resources you have to uh, push yourself through to the end, um. Well, I just uh, bought it.
0: So thanks for the plug. I just bought it on Amazon while we were talking.
3: (laughs) Nice. Yeah. If if you're if you're by the way, not a not not a hashtag, not an ad, but uh, they also have uh, editions of that book also for writing novels and for television series as well. Uh, So um, and uh, but I, 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 I adhere it to my other writing job. I, I'm hoping they come out with a version for writing comic books, but, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, it's the book itself has helped out quite a bit and it, it definitely helped out with Captain's Log because I, I think, it, um, employing that structure here is, is an important, uh, uh, building, you know, a set of building blocks for anybody who wants to create a story with that, with this book. Mm-hmm.
1: So quick digression just to just to get it out because I got it in my head. Uh, Michael, there is actually a sequel to Save the Cat called Save the Cat Strikes Back from the same author, uh, same concept. He just expands on everything that was covered prior to that. So certainly if you've already checked out the first one, on check out the second one. Uh, <laughs> and then um, Chris, uh, only because I'm thinking about it and I've got my writing books right here. Uh, there is a fantastic trilogy of, um, of comic writing books by Scott McCloud. Uh, The first one is called Understanding Comics. These are amazing, amazing resources for, like, writing comic books and, and, like, the whole history of comics and comic writing, et cetera. He's got three books. There's uh, Understanding Comics. Uh, I don't have them handy. I don't remember the other two, but go look up Scott McCloud. They are fantastic resources, even if you're not writing comic books. Um, I got those a while back, and it's just so amazing because, like, comic books is such an incredible medium into itself where you can, like, if you get into it, you can play with the gutter space and you can play with breaking mm-hmm. the walls and you can just do so much amazing things visually that you can't do in a novel. Uh, I mean it really truly the comic books are or are a literary art form unto themselves that I don't think they get enough credit but they should because uh, they're amazing.
3: Um,
0: I love I do, it. I, Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Sorry I, I do appreciate you
3: mentioned that. I actually do have uh, the I think the third uh, uh, entry in that series making comics um, I don't have, the, I don't have the other two, but, uh, those, those, will, those will be, uh, quick uh, purchases. Not too, not too, uh, far from now.
0: See, but I love that we're talking about this. And the reason why is because I know a lot of game masters out there love writing modules. They, they want to create their own games. Um, and if you're listening to this right now and you're a game master, you know, that sometimes you knock it out of the park, but you may not know why. Or sometimes it completely flops, even though you have the idea solid. There is a formula to writing. I remember the very first time I figured out storytelling, um, not uh, uh, intuitively, but deliberately was after taking a class with Andy Goodman. So Andy Goodman, if you've ever heard of him before, he helped write uh, the speech for The Inconvenient Truth for uh, Vice President Al Gore, He, he hilariously enough, and he t- laughed. If you will ever watch him speak, he laughs about it. He was a writer on the nanny. He was a writer on dinosaurs. So, so I went to his class and I, my company, we brought him in to teach storytelling to our people. And when he showed me the visualization of the model for storytelling, it changed my life because now I was deliberately getting people. Before I was like, oh, maybe getting and then I applied that to game mastering and even applied it to writing this book. There is a formula to telling good stories that most cultures share on Earth. And so, um, again, the fact that, Chris, you could put that input, Jacob could put that input. And now we're showing you with Captain's Log how to deliberately tell a, a provocative story to me that this is like really fun to work on, you know, applying it to RPG.
1: Yeah. So I, I want to take all this conversation that we've been having, and I want to spin it just a little bit. So obviously, this is all great stuff, right? Where you got the you got the hero's journey. You've got the narrative structure. You've got the beat structure. You know how like like story has a structure, even if you don't always understand it. Subconsciously, you get it because you've been watching story. You've been reading story all your life. It, it, the the pattern and the rhythm hits you. Uh, um, but uh, what I want you to uh, you know talk about now is. Um, um, for the for the for the for the gamers out there that want to play this, want to get into it, maybe they don't know that structure. Maybe they're not writers yet. Maybe they're just getting into it. How how will Captain's Log help them get from scene to scene to scene? Uh, like it, like they may go, they may be playing through a scene and be like, "Well, I, am I supposed to be going to the the first pinch point?" Like I don't want to I don't want to go study story structure in order to play this game. And you don't have to, right? You can That's just right. go get into it and have fun. But like with the probability tables and the core game loop that we built into this, like how will those tools help a novice writer and and like a casual Star Trek fan still be able to tell an amazing Star Trek story um, at their at their game table or at their journaling place or whatever?
2: Um, I'd say part of it, especially when you're coming to Star Trek specifically, we've got a couple case episodes or case studies of episodes that are very effective. Um, like from the from, say, the teaser openings of a couple of the really good ones. uh, The the gameplay loop that you mentioned. And it's not necessarily for for this episode, but there's a lot of tools for constructing or randomly adding details for if you hit like a writer's blocker, you want to surprise yourself with what happens to your character. Uh, and they're all formulated in such a way that it follows the three act structure that Chris was talking about and the hero's journeys Michael's talking about, but in a way that specifically feels like Star Trek.
0: yep. go ahead, Chris. I see you.
2: Uh, yeah. um
3: yeah, I just that's one that's one thing is like while we do have while as 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 Jacob as Jake said. Um, there uh there while we do have like you know we, we we hit the story structure thing and and the hero's journey it, it's a combination of that plus the probability tables that uh this is going to basically make this a this complete package for anybody who wants to wants to use this to basically like journal themselves uh a star trek adventure of their own um I think that uh you know we 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 you know we you could go into like Large amounts of depth about on any of those three subjects, but we we have them condensed in such a way that uh the, the that they become you know they become uh, more than the sum of their parts, and um in in if it that's uh you can you can basically rely on on any of those concepts you know in any of those tools that we give you in case you ever ever you know hit a choke point in your story. Um, and I think the book, I think the the book uh, provides a lot, a lot of tools for, you know, just like, you know, if you, you don't know what to throw, if you don't know what to uh, uh, throw at your, uh, at your character, um, you know, you can either use the tables, you can use the structure, you can use, you know, the, the, the uh, summation of the hero's journey. And through that, um, you know, you know, that, that, that should, you know, provide, provide all the tools you need.
0: Yeah. Even, even the yes, no probability matrix. Um, What I'm, my advice to people is you're looking for, for lack of a better word right now, an epiphany moment. And what that means is when you get stuck or when you bore yourself, because sometimes you can bore yourself with yourself, like, where's this going? Roll on that table, ask a yes or no question on the probability matrix. And you're looking to shock yourself. It, like, no matter what rolls, no matter how, how crazy it is, it's my, how I act. And I'm going to talk about my niece in a second. It's like, I'm like, how is that even possible? Well, that's the question. How could this even work? I mean, this doesn't even make any sense. Oh my God, that must mean this. Wait, is that what it means? Roll on the yes, no probability matrix. Oh my God, it does mean that. And, and literally I played it with my 14 year old niece last weekend. I said, hey, you wanna try this game out? And she got into two acts and then she had to go home because she had to go to bed. But <laughs> the point of the matter is she, the next day she wrote back to me the possibilities and we're gonna oh play it Yeah, she's like, maybe this is what happened and her mind was just like well maybe as if it was a real tv show she's like well maybe the reason that happened is because of this i went maybe you'll have to come back and roll on the table and find out so uh she did beg a book from me so i let her roll on some tables jim just so you know oh fantastic That's
1: cool. yeah but, i, I, I yeah. tell you the uh the probability table the the probability matrix the yes no probability matrix i i remember reading the the very first draft of that and the manuscript and i was like really struggling to rack my head around it like why would you have this in here when you like like, because as a storyteller like i know what's going to happen i know where i'm going but i was like oh wait a minute i need to take a step back and 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 actually play the game and, and let it help me kind of make decisions and once i kind of got it it made me think about pendragon like i don't know if any of you have played pendragon but that game um your character has uh, uh opposing sets of traits um so like you could be bashful or you could be bold or you can be um uh, noble or you know heinous or whatever and and those those traits on that on that on the on the scale, like there are times when your character will get into situations that that they might act contrary to how you want them to act, right? Just based on how they roll on that on that value chart. And it made me think of the probability matrix to where if I get into a, a Captain Zog scenario and I'm working through the scene and I get to a to a choke point and I'm like, I, I don't know what I should do. Um, <laughs> I have to remember that my character isn't me, and and my character might make a choice that I would not necessarily want to go with. And so now I've started, you know, as I've been playing it on my own, just on the side here when I have time. Um, I, I'm starting to embrace that yes, no probability matrix to say I kind of want to be surprised. I want I want this story to surprise me. Um, you know, I don't want to just you know write a narrative because like I mean I could I could do that all day long. That's kind of it's not boring. It's but it's different, right? Uh, so I want the game to surprise me from the time to time because it is a game. It's not just a, a journaling tool, it's a game. And, and so I've been rolling on the probability matrix. And, and just like you were saying, Michael, there are times when the character says, oh, you know, I think I will do this. And it's like, oh, yeah. shit, what are you doing? <laughs> and, I, and then it goes in a completely different direction. But that um, that energizes me because it it was something I wasn't expecting. And here I am, I'm like, wait a minute, I'm playing this game by myself. How could I possibly surprise myself? But that's where you just, you rely on the tools and and just and just go with the flow, do the yes and, and just, you know, see what happens next.
0: Well, if you want to see that part of the brain, when people say, oh, it sparks the imagination, this yeah. was constructed to spark the imagination. And again, it's kind of fascinating to me. I love to hear Chris and Jake's take on it, too, you know, since you helped construct it. it to me, it makes me marvel at the human brain. Yeah. The, the human brain's ability to take the unknown and to create supposition and theory about what's happening and then to confirm it through the scientific method, which is this game is about. It just boggles my brain uh, uh, about and I, I feel really proud against seeing not only the reaction of my 14 year old niece, but I think I told you all previously about the 22 year old game tester, Paxton Griffin, um, Oakland, California, never played RPG in his life, you know, star quarterback for his high school. And, and he played four games in a row on a weekend. And now we're in our ninth tabletop game. It got wow. him into RPG. And because once that started sparking, he was like, I didn't know this even existed. So if captain's log does that for some people, that's going to make me really happy if they become storytellers, you know?
1: Sure. Sure. Uh, so we, we covered a lot of topics there. Uh, yeah. Chris and Jake, anything you want to add on some of those, uh, some of those topics? Uh,
2: well, I would say that, yeah, I, what you, i appreciate what you were saying about the the virtues and pin dragon if i remember that's what that system's called because it it also reminds me a little bit from and i'm quoting a blog that quoted someone else half remembered but the gist of it is it, there's no tension if you are the architect of your character's own misery mm. so that's why i appreciate like random rules and stuff to to kind of bring ex nilio some some new conflict that it doesn't feel like i'm just setting my guy up to crash through and also that this this book this formula feels kind of universal like play star trek but if if you're not using it to play star trek you could use it for creative writing or running most any game yep yep
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah um
3: I, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of any, anything that like gets people to like, you know, exercise their creativity, uh, would be it, be it role-playing games, being it, learning how to, uh, to draw or to, to, write. Um, I've got like a whole shelf of, of books across the, across the room here, of you know, you know, of how-to books, uh, that are primarily, uh, to help people, you know, create their own, create their own fiction, their own worlds, Mm-hmm. Um I and I I personally I I I guarantee you that uh, Captain's log is gonna go on that shelf when I when I get my copy of it. Uh, <laughs> but um I, I I think we need we we need more creative voices. And if this is in any way uh contributing to that happening, uh, I think we've got something really special here. Agree. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Awesome. So I know we're, we're we're moving toward the end of the chapter here. I, I want to talk a little bit about. Uh, I think I think it might be Chris who was who was talking a little bit about some of the some of the tools we provide to help people get through scenes and and to get through get through any potential roadblocks they have. Uh, we do have a section of the of the chapter here talking about some different storytelling devices uh, like uh, it, it, that you can use in storytelling and in Captain's Log, like uh, you know starting off in media res. And uh, using flashbacks, flash forwards, flash sideways, uh, different kinds of scene transitions. And then uh, uh, what, what I think we ended up calling cutaway scenes where like, you know, something happens, you know, learn, you know, think about how a Star Trek episode is structured. You get to a certain beat. It's like, oh, something dramatic happens and boom, you cut scene, you're off to something else. So how how do you think uh, some of these, these uh, scene transitions or you know, these different storytelling techniques that we, we dropped in here and provided some advice on? How do you think that would help a, a player um, uh, navigate the, um, you know, the, the storytelling experience here? Um, I think
3: uh, for me, I think, I think the reason I, I kind of like uh, int- introduced the, uh, the, um, the immediate res uh, and, and, and the, and the different, and, and this, I don't, I'm not sure how much of the, uh, the transition part I contributed to Michael. I think Michael did some of that. Um, but uh, for me, uh, I wanted to use it as kind of a, Kind of a uh, a kind of a reverse roadmap. Um, I wanted I wanted to basically, um, uh, as far as that's concerned, it was it, I I wanted to give it, a, it make it a different different sort of uh, to, of uh, of narrative tool for the player to use to to basically just drop them into a situation and then think about how they got to that situation and then and then after that after we we get that lead up how to uh resolve it past that point. So and which may which depending on the player, that may be that you know they may want, they want, they want to do uh, you know, act one, act two B, act, act, I'm sorry, act one, act two A, Act two B, Act Three. But uh there might be somebody who, who wants to who wants to say here's here's where here's where the here's where the main conflict is. I want to start with that first and then We'll figure out we'll, we'll start the story from from about like, you know, you know, a time period prior to that move, move through it up until that point and then come to the, res, you know, to the um, where we get to the resolution. Um, so I just wanted to I, I put that in there just as kind of a um, because not everybody writes this, their, their stories in order. Um, I run in, I I I do that a lot. You know, sometimes I'll I'll write with with my mission briefs or or the adventures. I'll usually have I'll so I, I norm. Sometimes I I will just do you know straight chronological writing, but sometimes I'll be like, uh, this is where I want the the you know the big, um, the big climax to happen. How do I get that? How do they get there from from Act One on in? So uh, for me, I just I wanted to uh, I think you know. As much as it, as much as it is a narrative tool, I also wanted to uh, provide it as a, a an alternate uh, route
0: for uh, players to take. Oh, it's so common in Star Trek too, right? The teasers so often may start with a ship exploding, and what's going on. Or I or I think about you know. Uh, the the seven of nine all of a sudden doesn't have any components on it. She's playing the piano and then they get directly to the show opener. Like, well, what happened? What's she doing? You know, these in media res moments, I think um, you create the prop, how I would see that translated to Captain's log is start the game with your character in an impossibly horrible scenario, and then use the probability matrix to try to get them out. <laughs> you know, like, like go ahead, make it make them captured by the Cardassians and being tortured and no weapons and no tricorder. Start it there. Let's see if you can work this out. And to me, that suspense alone would make it so exciting.
2: You know? <laughs> Agree. The, the old Ron Moore starting a pickle. In the teaser open act one with 48 hours earlier.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: How many shows do that? It's it seems to me like 90% of shows do that now. <laughs> it's, yeah.
3: a, it's a it's a good it's a good it's a good it's a good technique, you know, run with it. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. All right. So um and then we we wrap up the chapter here. Oh, I, I missed my I missed my page. Uh to Oh, shoot. I lost it. Hold on one second.
0: It's OK. I was going to say one thing to before you jump to that, because we talk about cutaway scenes is what I what I'm doing now is, you know, after you study something, you become a little bit more aware of the surroundings around you. And so when I'm watching TV now, I'm like, oh, that's media res. Oh, they did a cut scene. Oh, they did a flashback. Oh, that's foreshadowing. And I'm sitting there it's such a good um, tool because then as you watch more TV or read more books, you start seeing that formula. It makes you a better writer. So I know this is very truncated for us. Chapter six, Chris, Jake, you know, we can never write all these books. We've mentioned these great books and get it down to, you know, what, 20 pages. But hopefully players can pick up this book and then start using it and watching or reading and be like, oh, okay, I see what they're talking about. So hopefully we accomplish that goal with the chapter hmm Yeah, definitely, right.
3: def, def, go, <laughs> go,
1: go, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. I, I was about to wrap up, but go ahead. Go. Uh, I was just, I
3: was just, I, was just uh, aggr- I was just agreeing with everything that Michael said. Um, we you know we we uh we we cite the, these these subjects that have been uh, that have had, had whole books written about them and the fact that we managed to to condense these down into like a like a 22 page chapter. Um uh I, th- I think I think Think we, I think we, I think we hit the nail on the head as far as like what we wanted to do, what we wanted to do uh, with that section of the book.
1: I agree completely.
0: <laughs> And then closing out, uh, I think you were going to talk about the finale. I wrote the section about the fantastic finale. And I think what happens is after any good story, it's good to ask yourself certain questions to figure out what the hero's journey was here, how it resolved. So I put a whole bunch of questions there after your session ends and, and your captain is reflecting on the adventure that enriches your character and leads into your next story. Um, So as opposed to trying to remember it a week later, you know, you could actually just go here and say, okay, how did this change my character in the universe around them? Because of course, we all love, if you think about any of the movies or, or Picard, they actually start each show in Media Res. There's there's a gap of stuff that's happened in between, and then we're catching up with the character. Um, and it's because really of questions like this that the writers had to answer to get the character to that next story, you know, Picard season three, for instance, um, where all these characters have been. So I try to, you know, put that in here, plus a little bit more um about B plot story threads and Chekhov's gun, where again, this tools that are commonly used by writers. Um, and Players should be aware of. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Excellent. All right. Well, so uh, that covers uh, Chapter Six of Captain's Log. Just a ton of uh, a ton of detail in here. Ton of storytelling advice, uh, ways to help you play the game. And also, we didn't really touch on it, but there's a lot of examples in here too. Uh, we really tried to pack this chapter full of examples, like example scenes, example scenarios, trying to tie in the probability matrices and just like help help you visualize how this can play out. Um, as you're as you're working through it, you know, using the random tables, but also using your imagination and to, to continue that narrative. So, um, you know, definitely check out chapter six. Once you've built your character, once you've built your ship, get into chapter six, get into the weeds, really, really get, get a feel for it. So, um, yeah, so I'm super excited. Um, this has been a great conversation. Thanks so much, everybody. Uh, what we normally do here at, uh, of course, with the um, uh, continuing conversations is we uh, we take a moment to do some gratitude and uh, Michael, why don't you kick us off with uh, gratitude tonight and then we'll go around and uh, I'll wrap it up and then uh, and then we'll move, move forward here.
0: Sure. So I'm going to keep going with the long list of gratitude that was given by a bunch of people on social media when I had put the question out there. What do you love most about Star Trek Adventures? And hopefully this will apply to Captain's Log, too. Once they start playing it, um, Joe Campbell said he loves that. The D20 system offers a different paradigm for action adventure role playing, one that encourages problem solving and collaborative storytelling and de emphasizes violence as the only possible solution to most problems. Star Trek, the franchise, offers a similar paradigm. It's the perfect combo of form and function. So I thought Joe stated that so well. So gratitude to you, Joe, for sharing that with us. Nice. And uh, uh, Jake,
1: what's your gratitude for
2: tonight? <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm grateful for the opportunity to be here. Been going through a bit of stuff, um, but coming out of it on a good end. And grat- grateful for guys like Michael and Jim and Chris.
1: Awesome. Thank you. You're very gracious. Uh, Chris, how much of your gratitude?
3: Uh, mine is going to go out to uh, my colleagues at my day job, which is uh, Ozarks Community Hospital in uh, Springfield, Missouri. Um I just celebrated my 20th anniversary of of working there. Um my uh it's been the best job I've ever had, you know, short of my creative work. Um the, my, all my uh coworkers absolutely have supported everything I've done creatively. Um, I remember I was invited to a, um, um, an event by, Mar- from. Uh, I was invited by Marvel to an event in New York City. I wasn't sure if I was gonna be able to get the time off and they moved heaven and earth to make sure I was able to go. Awesome. Um, they they always wanna know what I'm doing. Uh, the CEO is a big Trekkie. Um, they saw, actually saw my first episode of, uh, my first appearance on the show here, and I got I had people knocking on my office wanting like signed copies of my books and stuff.
2: Awesome!
0: So I,
3: I so again, Jim Michael, thank you for uh, thank you for 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 signal boosting that for uh, people people I see every
1: day.
0: That makes me so happy for you. I love that. Yeah, That's absolutely. so cool.
1: Super exciting. Great stuff. Uh, and then as far as my gratitude, uh, I think I may have done this before, but it, it's absolutely worth doing here. I want to thank, um, uh, well, I, wanna have, I have two thank yous. The first one is to all of the, the writers, writers, all the writing teachers, all the mentors that I've had over the years who have helped teach me story and it, who I've learned from and just, you know, reading their stuff, watching their stuff, etc. All that stuff is, uh, has sunk into my brain and has, has made me the writer that I am. And I, I've still got a long way to go. I mean, there's never you never stop learning, right? So it's always something new to learn. And I'm always energized by talking to other writers and other developers to just like pull those golden nuggets out. And uh, I hope collectively we've been able to put a lot of those golden nuggets into this book so that other people can benefit from it and we can pay it forward. Um, But at the same time, I want this book to get into other people's hands so that I can learn from them and see what stories they're telling. So thanks to all the writers uh, from the past and the present and then all the writers from the future who I'm looking forward to learning from as well. Super excited for that. Uh, and then finally, thank you to all the fans. Uh, without the fans, we wouldn't be doing this book. We wouldn't be doing Star Trek Adventures after seven years. We wouldn't have even been able to conceive of doing a Captain's Log type of book uh, down the road. So, thank you to the fans. You are amazing. Uh, we're doing this, you know, truly. We're doing this stuff for you and for us, but mostly for you. And uh, we hope you get this book. We hope you enjoy it. And uh, please find a way to 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 write up these stories. And then find a way to share them. Put them on a blog, use TikTok, use a Twitch, use a YouTube, whatever media. There's tons of mediums out there now. Like, I mean, more than there have ever been before. There's Wattpad, there's so many ways to get story out there, whether you're doing it for money or you're doing it for love. Of course, a Star Trek, you can't do it for money, but that's beside the point. Uh, just do it for the love. And, they can always
0: uh, send them to Continuing Missions too. Email up. me and, and we'll yeah. put them up and share all that fan love for you. Yep. Yeah. So Chris, there's thank
1: you. Jake, thank you. Blog category
3: right there. <laughs> What's that? I was going to say there's a new blog category for the blog right, right there.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. have yeah, to be a hashtag when it comes out, too. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh,
1: we got oh, we got to think of some ideas here. Like, like oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll work on it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so thank you, everybody. Uh, live long and prosper. IDIC. Be safe, be well. We'll talk to you all next time.
0: Bye, all.